Welcome to the Spook House, episode 38. I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And today, what are we talking about today, Jason? We're talking about the Lost Boys. Yes, we are. Uh, I just I just want to say up front, okay. this is a top five horror film for me. Really? Oh, yeah. I like this movie. It's not top five for me, but I really, really enjoy this movie a whole lot. Off the top of your head, can you name what comes to mind when you think top five? Top five? Uh, you don't see. have to think too much. Nightmare on Elm Street three. Oh, okay. Uh, like probably like Friday the Thirteenth six. Probably Halloween in there. The Thing definitely is going to be okay. in there. Solid list. You know, uh, that's like three. Uh, Final Destination three. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that is certainly nowhere near oh, my top. Man, five hundred probably. Oh hey, I think um I just read something like I don't know if you had this in your news or not, but they're talking about. A new Final Destination? Oh, yeah. I've got it in the news. Okay. Yeah. Let's hang on to that. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that one. We'll dog ear that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog ear it. So, yeah, man. An interesting week, to say the least. Yeah. Um, uh, everybody is going to shit. Everything's going to shit. Well, we're not going to talk about a certain thing that's happening in the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, if you're listening to this a year from now and, you know, the world's on lockdown... Jason is in a bunker somewhere, so send <laughs> send Mountain Dew and Pop Tarts his way. That'd be nice. He, I'd appreciate he it. He needs it to survive as he swigs a Mountain Dew. Sip. None of that MRE bullshit. Give me Pop Tarts and Mountain Dew <laughs> and a Twinkie if you got them. I'm starting to question your immune system as you sit three feet away from me right now. <laughs> no, cool. I'm about to overdose on Airborne, so oh, it'll be okay. <laughs> Well, Jason, have you watched anything over the week? Uh, I did watch a couple things. Yeah, this week. I watched watch? Invisible Man last night. Okay, it's pretty good. It was, you know, out, it's worth the hype. There's a couple scenes that made me a little sick. What do you mean sick? Oh, uh, when they were like, when she was like in the room, and the whole thing they pan around a little bit. Mm-hmm. It kind of made me sick a couple times. Like, gave me a headache. Like motion sickness. Yeah, like that. Oh, I like those shots. I don't like it too, but they did it a lot at one point, and it kind uh-huh. of made me like, ooh, okay, let's get a little break with that, please. Make me a little motion sick over huh. here. Do you get motion sickness? Or no, something? like that's like the first time in a movie I've seen. Maybe it was where I was sitting, so I was sitting up kind of close into the Cross. side. Yeah, yeah, kind of close sick, into sick the cross. side. I know what you mean. I like those shots, though. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good time. Uh, you watched it was the last week when it came out? Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's a good movie. I really enjoy it. I could probably give it seven and a half. Really? Eight, probably. Okay. Yeah. I haven't met one person that has a bad thing to say about it. Well, no, I, I retract that. There's some plot holes. Um, I don't want to get are... into like too deep in the weeds. Just yeah, way sure. I've seen it. Uh, but yeah, there's some things about it that I was like, huh, okay. I yeah. guess I'll roll with it. Yeah. 
you know, a few leaps, if you mm-hmm. will. And I was like, whatever. I'm seeing a movie about an invisible man. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about, we won't mention, should we say there's a twist, kind of? Well, I mean, I'm yeah, sure that everybody's a twist. Okay, yeah. so how'd you feel about the little twist part? Because I felt like they they pulled the twist, and yeah. then they're like, oh, well, we're not going to talk much about that. We'll move on to the ending. The last 15 <laughs> minutes kind of felt like they tried out, they shot a few different endings. Uh-huh. And then they're like, well, can we mix all those together? It also to- felt a little rushed, too. It did. The ending felt a little clunky. I don't know how to put it, but... Without spoiling everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, but overall, I enjoyed it. It's a really good movie. It's a really good, really 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 good watch, it. you know. Uh, so, yeah, i say like seven and a half, probably a solid seven and a half, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you... Did you, did you remember... Did you rate it when you saw it? Uh, I thought I said like nine or something. I'd give it like an eight and a half. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I did, too. There was a lot of uh, perfectly executed scenes, some real tension. Oh yeah, there's a lot of a lot of tension in this real movie. Butthole clenching moments. So I was like, <laughs> oh, oh god. Uh, there was one point where they did a reveal of something that was so obvious. Jason's motioning. I'm motioning right something, now, and I'm and, not quite sure. What... Oh okay. Yeah, that. Oh, and so, yeah, when they revealed that thing, somebody in the back was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "What movie are y'all watching?" That was clear that was going to be the case. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't crazy about that little add-on to it. it was... As soon as something happened, I was like, "Oh, okay." So she's totally going to. Mm. This is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was like, but I was cool with it. But then somebody was like, oh, "No!" So back, I was like, "What?" That was. They yeah. like, kind of like airmailed that to you. So you you remember that part where she steps outside and you can like clearly see her breath. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a little too obvious that you were going to see the invisible man's breath too. Yeah. but I mean, That was in trailers too. Yeah, but when <laughs> there was this grown ass man sitting right beside us, um, when you saw the invisible man's breath, he said, <laughs> there was a couple. There was, was like, a couple times when I was watching things like that happen. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it was like, "Bro, settle the fuck down." You're like 48. You're there with your wife. Like, chill, dude. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, rolling on, or no, he's tripping on shrooms. No, like this I, guy was definitely not tripping on shrooms. Did you read that interview, that article about that guy who went and saw cats while he was tripping on like heavy on shrooms? Oh no, that sounds awful. Though. It was pretty hilarious. Mm. <laughs> Hmm. But yeah, Invisible Man. I saw it. Give it away. if you haven't seen it and you feel like getting out into the world. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. It's, it, I'm sure it'll play a whole lot better in movie theaters than it will at, at your home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, go see it. Yeah. Um, anything else, Jason? So there's this, been this movie that's been making the internet rounds. What's that? It's called Velocipaster. Oh God, that sounds like a. Fucking waste of time. Tell me what it's about. Okay, <laughs> so it's about a preacher. Scout thinks it's a good movie. Okay. <laughs> Scout, settle down over there. All right, Velocipastor. So it's about a preacher yep. who loses his parents, and then he goes to find himself in China. Mm-hmm. A Chinese lady gives him a rock, and this rock is used to make him turn into a Velociraptor. Alrighty. And it's shot for $30,000. Mm-hmm. And I heard about it from Jake over at Slasher's Pile was talking about it. I was like, well, I got to watch this. And with lines like, I'm Frankie Mermaid. He's, he was a pimp. His name was Frankie Mermaid because he is swimming in pussy. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. It was, it's a, if you, 
you can tell exactly what kind of movie it is from the title. Yeah. And if you have the interest in watching it, watch it. If you don't, avoid it like the plague. Because it's exactly what you think it is. Okay. You know. So it's just campy, silly stupidness. When he's in the the raptor thing, he's clearly you know those air raptor dinosaur suits. Yeah. And he's yeah. fighting people. That's what they're using for him to be in a raptor. I thought it was dumb fun. All right. But I was like, you know what? It's making the end rounds. Fuck it. I'll watch it. I've got nothing to do today. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, so that's really all you watched? Yeah, that's pretty much all I watched. Did you watch anything? Let's see. Should have thought about this before we started <laughs> recording. Yeah, I watched um, Honey Boy. I started that, but I couldn't finish it. I had to like leave. How was that? The Shia LaBeouf yeah. biopic? Yeah. It was pretty good. It was, you know, Shia LaBeouf acts well in it. And yeah. it's, <laughs> if you want to know Shia LaBeouf's life story, give it a watch. It's pretty damn good. Good. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, he wrote it when he was in rehab. So he's back in Hollywood's good graces with this one. I'm sure a year from now he'll do something stupid again. Everyone's like, what the fuck is Shia LaBeouf still in Hollywood for? Yeah. That sound that kind of seems to be the ebb and flow of his career. Yeah, I don't know. I like Shia LaBeouf. You know, he seems like a good dude with a lot of problems. Yeah, oh, know? yeah. <laughs> I like, after I watched his Hot Wings appearance, Hot Ones, I'm sorry, I was like, seems like a good dude. Who wouldn't go fucking crazy growing up in Hollywood, you know? Well, we're going to talk about two of them. I had the exact same experience. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> the two Corys. The two Corys. Yeah, shout out to uh, Mr. LaBeouf. <laughs> His dad seemed like a real piece of shit. Did you ever watch Even Stevens? Because I did. A little bit. Yeah, it was fun. Little kid sitcom thing. Yeah, I was I was growing up when that show was like, becoming popular i was already like a teenager so i kind of oh you too I, cool I for miss, disney channel i missed the boat you missed you know? the boat. okay yeah i was watching good shit jason no, <laughs> <laughs> i watched a few episodes back in the day yeah good show yeah did you watch anything else uh i know you were pretty busy this week i didn't know if you had much time to really watch yeah a lot. it's been a chaotic week Alyssa, she was not feeling so great earlier in the week, so I've been playing kind of double duty on a lot of things. So it's been crazy. Um, yeah, not a lot. No, <laughs> I didn't watch anything else. I watched The Lost Boys. You did watch The Lost Boys. I did. I hope so, because we got a lot of things to talk about. You know, this is one of those movies I could probably shoot from the hip with this movie and like still pass. As far as like a breakdown of the movie you on think the podcast so? goes, yeah. Now I don't watch this movie. as a lot of people I know who really, really enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen it several times. Obviously, I'm 32. Clearly, I grew up on this movie, but I didn't watch as me as much as a lot of people I feel like did. Okay, I do remember it used to be on like a TBS and Sci-Fi like in the afternoons a lot growing mm-hmm. up. But that's not the same. Even though this isn't a very violent movie, though, it's really not. Um, could have been. I yeah. watched Kiefer Sutherland talk about how it could have been more violent. Yeah, the mass murder scene on the beach. You know, I was re-watching it earlier today, and I was like, damn, this is a... Uh, there's some quick cuts. Yeah. Like, he bites into a guy's head at one point, and you see, like, blood spray, and it's like, oh, damn, that's looks really good. Why don't you hang out there for a bit, and then it cuts, <laughs> you know? So, we'll, we'll talk about The Lost Boys in a little bit, we of will. course. Yeah. But first... How about a little bit of news, Jason? Oh, right. What's been happening? Well, if you want to see a movie this month or next month, you're probably not going to be able to. That's right. Yeah, they're, you know. <laughs> they push that pretty much everything. I'm surprised they haven't pushed back Mulan yet, but they've pushed back uh, even movies, even like Stranger Things 4, that's been put on halt. 
Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything that Netflix no. is... Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> pretty much everything Netflix is in production, or same with the Disney Plus channel, everything they're in production right now is being halted. Yeah. And well, everything's being pulled from theaters. Well, every band ever has canceled their tours and stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm not telling you anything you probably don't already know. Yeah, of course. So, so. I was just going to go ahead and just touch on that real quick. Uh, but other news. Final Destination 6. Sure. Yes, I think it's 6. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a canonized sequel. It's not going to be like a reboot or a remake. What does canonized mean? Well, it's going to be like a... It's going to be in the original universe. It's not going to be completely reboots of something. Like Friday the 13th remake, you know, that's not in the original timeline. Right. This one is supposed to be in the original timeline still. Okay. Yes. So it's going to be kind of a soft reboot. Maybe like Halloween 2018, somewhat of a soft reboot. Okay. It's being written by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan of Saw fame. Mm. Several Saw movies there. Okay. Yeah, and Jeffrey Reddick and Craig Perry, who were the people behind many of the other Final Destination movies, are on board for producing it, and it'll be a Final Destination movie. Okay. They are what they are. Some of them are bad. Some of them are okay. One of them is really bad. The Fast and Furious of the horrors. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The horror world. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not crazy about... Well, the first one still holds a dumb place in my heart. Yeah. Uh, the last one's actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. I, the, or is it Final Destination 5? Because there's the Final Destination. Yeah. And then, and then there's Final Destination 5. Fast 5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Final 2 Destination. Yeah. Where Tony Todd drag races Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Only one of those people are dead right now. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right. So that was announced actually today. Okay. We'll be looking forward to that one. Count me maybe in. (laughs) What else, Jason? All right. So Karin Kusama is directing a Dracula movie for Blumhouse. She directed Jennifer's Body and The Invitation. It's being written by Matt Manfredi and Phil Hay, who wrote The Invitation. And right now, Universal is not involved, but since Blumhouse basically does all their distribution stuff through Universal, I'm sure they probably will. All right. Hey, Dracula movie. Yeah. Hasn't been a good vampire movie in a while. Last good vampire movie. Maybe The Thirst, that uh, South Korean movie. I never saw that. It's supposed to be pretty good. I never saw it either. People like 30 Days of Night. Talking about that next week. Oh, yeah. People do like the back out. Show announcement. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen that since it came out. I saw it in theaters when it came out, and I haven't seen it since. Yeah, I know nothing about it. But our boy John Schroeder's in it. <laughs> he and is. we will try our hardest to only limit Halloween H2O references to about a 10. <laughs> we get 10, and then we got to stop. We're going to have like a little counter. Like, you know, <laughs> you see people like playing chess in the, in the park, just hit it every time. Mom, I've given you 17 years. <laughs> Mom, I'm not responsible for you. <laughs> I just asked for one day, John. Oh, gosh. What the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> you're not allowed to have a little off-campus lunch. <laughs> Jeez, that whole scene. Jesus. Oh, man, I can't wait. Let's just do Halloween H2O again next month. Can we do it right now? No. All right. <laughs> okay. That was a hard no. I'm sorry. No. So, Blumhouse, Dracula movie... They're okay. try- I mean, they're trying to get that, that monster universe started because Blumhouse mm-hmm. did Invisible Man. Yeah. 
and Dracula, and of course they tried to do the Universal tried to do that mummy thing, which flopped. Oh yeah, with Tom Cruise. Yeah, and it cost like two hundred million dollars, and maybe it made three hundred million dollars. Mm. That probably didn't make his budget back. So yeah, Karen Kusama's directing Dracula, and she's done some good stuff. So, and Blumhouse has been pretty good about their hits recently, excluding uh, the Christmas Black Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they made uh, Invisible Man. They did make Produced Invisible it. Man. Yeah. Man, Blumhouse. You know they'll they'll knock a home run out of the park and then they'll fucking just bring you black christmas bring you black <laughs> christmas then they'll take us they'll strike out like five times in a row yeah yeah but well, see the thing is they keep their budgets because invisible man costs seven million dollars to make yeah and it made back like over a hundred million yeah i mean i don't know if it's quite hit a hundred but it's really really it close to it okay yeah, i yeah. saw that today yeah hey did you hear that the hunt kind of flopped they should have released it. Yeah, when it was when they at had a the fever pitch. Yeah, when everybody was going crazy over it. And I think everybody finally saw it. They were like, oh, this really wasn't as controversial as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I was sick to death of like the advertising for that movie. The movie you couldn't see. Dude, I couldn't get away from it. Like every like YouTube, whatever. It was <laughs> The Hunt. First off, it just didn't seem like a good movie. Yeah, it just seemed kind of like, meh. Okay. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. It'll be one of those movies you see and you never ever think about for the rest of your life. Yep. <laughs> I probably won't see it. No. I mean I might see it at some point yeah. if it like falls in my lap. Yeah, true. So what else, Jason? All right. So last but not least, so more developments for screen. So, oh yeah, I did yeah, read this. It's being directed by the people who did Ready or Not, which is Matt Bettinelli mm-hmm. and Tyler Gwinnett. Gillett, I'm sorry, Tyler Gillett. Okay. And Kevin Williamson, his own executive produce. All right. Uh, and then there was a, <laughs> sources say, will follow a woman returning to her hometown to try and find out who has been committing a series of vicious crimes. So how vague can you get? <laughs> That's all we know. Yeah, and we don't know about anybody casting-wise. We don't know anybody. Right? I, I couldn't see if they were writing or just directing it. It looks like all I could see was just directing. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, ready or not, while not my favorite movie of the last few years, yeah, it was good. Um, after it was over, I was like, "All right, cool." Never gonna watch that again, but I was entertained. <laughs> but they're perfectly competent filmmakers, so you know, it, at least it's not like sci-fi is producing the new screams. I mean, I would watch something. sci-fi produce. I'm sure you would, <laughs> but. Yeah, it'd be total dog shit. I mean, hey, maybe this will be pretty good. I've got slightly high hopes for it. Yeah. Uh, not like hesitantly optimistic about the new Scream movie. Any predictions of what it might do? I got one. Okay. They're going to kill off Nev Campbell in the first scene. That should. Be totally cool with that. Yep. Halloween should have done that. I do not. Oh, God. Don't get me started. <laughs> so, I still got two more movies with her. Yeah. Uh, do as I say. Oh, God. Uh, Bang, you're dead. <laughs> hey, side note, I'm super crook about Halloween Kills coming out. I'm sure you are. I'm trying not to think about it, though. I swear <laughs> to God, if they push back Halloween Kills, I'm going to bust. So <laughs> I think by October, everybody will either be dead or okay. Who so. knows? Hey, maybe they'll say, hey, you know what, guys? We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to give it to you next week. Because the world could end. <laughs> like, oh, thank you, Blumhouse. I don't think that'll be happening. Oh, probably not. But 
So yeah, I think they should kill Nev Campbell in the opening scene. I don't want to see Ghostface chase around Nev Campbell again. Um, what if it's over it. Rose McGowan at the end? And That'd the reveal cool. is it's Rose oh, McGowan. Jeez. Tatum. Mm. Yeah. Pull nah. like a, a Jason from Friday the 13th. Who's nah, been dog. The woods for 40 years. Nah, dog. <laughs> Doesn't sound too good. No, it sounds quite awful. Well, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Very curious to see what they do. And I didn't realize Kevin Williams when I signed on for executive. No, that might just be like, yeah, just put my name on it and yeah. here, here's the check. Cool. Got mm-hmm. it. <laughs> That's kind of what I hope it is. Yeah. Stay away from that script. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. We, I don't, we don't need you trying to write hip dialogue. I don't know. He writes a lot of television stuff now and I don't know okay. anything. Just stay right there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Williams. And North you, Carolina's own. That's right. <laughs> all right, Jason. So that's all the news. So that was all the news. A little bit of a slower week to this week. Yeah. You know, did you see anything? Not really. All right. Yeah. I cool, guess cool. people aren't really like keen on announcing big news right now because yeah. it's like, eh, who cares? Yeah, it's going to be a lot <laughs> of fun when these movies, they get pulled, they have to release them because these release dates are like way in advance kind of thing. And when they've yeah. got all these movies that already got these time slots. Yeah. It's going to be really weird when there's like four or five big movies open up in one weekend because they've got to put them somewhere. Well, hey, back in the day, that's what used to happen. Like, 94, I think, like, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, and two other really good movies came out in the same weekend. Shawshank came out like uh, that time, I too, think it, it was. Bombed. Oh, really? Yeah, Shawshank bombed. Damn. Well, Which is a shame because I think it's better than both of those movies. Pulp Fiction or Forrest Gump? Yes. I think Shawshank is better than Pulp Fiction or Forrest Gump. Come at me. You might be right. But somebody could argue that either one of those is better than the other. So I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all gravy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They're all three very good movies. They are. I just prefer Shawshank. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. You hate me a little bit now. No. It's like, oh, we got it. Okay, let's move on. Shawshank. So, we open on a courthouse, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Andy Dufresne crawled through a mile of shit to come out clean as a whistle on the other side. <laughs> All right, Jason. You ready to crawl through a mile of shit? Talk about the Lost Boys. Uh, this movie is not shit. Oh, I know it's not. I'm just I'm talking <laughs> shit. Although the hair extensions are kind of shit now. Who has hair extensions? Literally all the Lost Boys have hair extensions. I can never tell. I listened to Alex Winter talk about how awful those hair extensions were when he was uh doing a oh, interview. I guess his kind of look a little obvious, and it's kind of a weird. They all have this weird kind of mullet like dread thing. Yeah, Alex Winter, he's kind of got the Jerry Curl mullet yeah. going on. And he's the only one that was clearly not like a, a male model growing up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. Somebody asked him in an interview, it was like, hey, do you get recognized more for the Lost Boys or for Bill and Ted? He was like, are you serious right now? I can't go anywhere. It's, it's 2020. I can't go anywhere without still being recognized as Bill. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. See, I would say Lost Boys. That's just me personally. Really? Yeah, I like Bill and Ted, but... I only saw those like maybe a couple times growing up. But it's like when you think Alex Winter, do you think this guy from Lost yeah, Boys true. or do you think Bill and Ted? Yeah. I'm sorry, Bill S. Preston Esquire. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, anyways, Lost Boys opened on July 31st, 1987. The Heart of Summer. Oh, yeah. And this is a very summer movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
Budget of eight and a half million, grossed about thirty-two million, and made a shit ton of money on VHS sales. Oh yeah, rentals. I knew everybody had a copy of Lost Boys growing up. I got a copy right over there. <laughs> I do too. You gave it to me. It's like you said you bought it for like fifty cents. Yeah, even though I already had a copy, I saw it for fifty cents out in the wild, and I was like, well, I can't pass this up. I'll get it for Jason, <laughs> and I very much appreciate it. Of course, I may have a few other movies over there for you. Really? I don't know. I'll have to check. I don't know. We'll talk about we'll talk about off, we'll talk about off mic. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's great radio. All right, so we get a shot of the ocean and I like all these POV shots of um I guess it's the vampires flying up to the Santa Carla boardwalk. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> in the fictional town of Santa Carla. There is a Santa Clara in California, which is in the Bay Area, though. So I'm assuming this is Southern California. It feels Southern California. Yeah. They didn't really say. And there's a Santa Cruz. Yeah, and they wanted to use the, uh, you know, the name Santa Cruz, but the, you know, mayor and everything. They were like, uh, we don't want to be associated with a violent movie like that. Well, they had just gotten out of a couple of serial murders around oh, this yeah. time. Oh, yeah, there were some... A sh- like a few serial killers in the early 80s yeah, in Santa Cruz. Apparently they were not super happy about a banner that said Santa Carla, a Myrtle Capital of the World that was shown in the movie briefly. Yeah. They weren't super happy about that. Yeah, well, it says Santa Carla. <laughs> Can't say shit. So yeah, you get a shot of the ocean and you see the boardwalk as Cry Little Sister by Gerard McMahon plays. <laughs> You're going to hear it a few times, and it is a banger. Song, he, they just handed him the script. He had never seen the movie or anything. They just handed him the script. It was like, write a song. And he's like, got, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that was a lightning in a bottle kind of song. Oh, yeah. He said he wrote it 
um, from the perspective of like a orphan kid that's like rejected from his family or something. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming it was the, this script, but not the original script, was about like middle school kids. Yeah, the original script was essentially Goonies versus vampires. Yeah, and apparently Joel, when they had Joel, because Richard Donner was supposed to direct it, who did the Goonies, Uh huh. and then he left to go direct Lethal Weapon. And then Joel Schumacher was like, I'll do it, but it's got to be a teenage R-rated vampire movie and not a kid's movie like it is right now. Yeah, and I think that was the right call. Yeah, definitely. It definitely wouldn't have had the staying power as, you know, it would have just felt like a Goonies ripoff. Yeah, this movie would have gone down as like the kind of Goonies ripoff, I feel like. Or a Monster Squad ripoff. Yeah. You know? Not that Monster Squad was huge when it came out, but it would have felt like that kind of thing. Monster Squad was 87 as well, right? It was around, I, I, I meant to Google that. 86 or 87? Yeah, something like that too, but it would have been, that, granted it didn't do well when it came out in the box office, but uh-huh. it, you know, big cult thing for all the kids growing up around then. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's one movie I still regret it slipped through my childhood fingers. Yeah, that would have been. God, I would have yeah. loved that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Because I watched it as an adult and I enjoyed it. I was like, man. I would have loved this movie. Yes. Like 12-year-old Jason sees this thing, like, yes, this is for me. I don't think I saw The Lost Boys when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I think I only saw this for the first time when I was like a teenager. Yeah, so we see a shot of the Big Dipper roller coaster. So that (laughs) is the fourth oldest roller coaster in the country. Really? Built in, I think it was 1906. Yeah, it's been there for a while. Nice. And uh, as far as I know, it's still operational today. I did know that, yeah. I know they have a huge Lost Boys reunion thing every summer. Yeah, hey, you know how I always talk about how I want to hit up the uh, Halloween film locations in Pasadena? Yeah. I'm adding this one to the list. Really? Yes, I want to go to the Santa Cruz Boardwalk and see all the filming locations. There's actually a lot of good videos on YouTube of people going to the filming locations yeah, of this movie. Yeah, I saw a movie. couple, yeah. Yeah. So, we get a shot of the merry-go-round, which is also still in operation today. Mm-hmm. And we see Kiefer and the boys causing a little ruckus. Oh, yeah. Kiefer in his big Billy Idol uh, outfit looking. Yeah, the mullet. Yeah. Apparently, they wanted to be, like, completely white, not even, like, bleach blonde. They wanted to be completely white at first. Yeah, but Kiefer said he looked like Ric Flair. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I just make a quick prediction? It's only a matter of time before the mullet comes back. Every- I'm working on mine right now. You kind of are. And I got a little bit of a rat tail going that I need to, get, need to take care of. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, within 10 years, you're going to see the mullet come back. Like, ironically or unironically? Like, unironically. Like, dudes are going to be rocking that shit. I mean, I'll be too old for it at the time to be like, hello, young kids. <laughs> Look what I'm doing. I mean, but- your, your sleeveless shirts and your Budweiser. Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i won't do it but it's coming back i tell you so the security guard kicks out uh kiefer and the boys let me tell you something this security guard is not gonna win any oscars (laughs) anytime (laughs) soon he's like okay boys let's go thought i told you guys not to come back to this place and cut can we try that with a little more pep (laughs) just (laughs) act like you want to be here security guard So I like how David kind of stares him down smugly. He yeah. like stares him up and down as if to say, "Like, all right, I'll see your fat ass in a few minutes." <laughs> in the the words of Young Guns, "There's my Huckleberry." Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, and you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. 
<laughs> did you notice the glove on David's hand? I did notice that. Yeah, so while they were filming this movie, Kiefer was trying to impress a young lady on the boardwalk. I guess like do like wheelies or some shit on yeah. his dirt bike. And he wrecked and broke some bones in his hand. Yeah, he apparently he didn't realize there was like a little train track going over the boardwalk area. Uh-huh. And he when he was doing wheelies, he obviously he bounced a little bit harder than he wanted to. Uh-huh. And he was like, the bike went up and I went down and I broke all everything in my wrist. Uh-huh. And he also said he did not secure a date with that young lady. <laughs> you fucked up, girl. <laughs> yeah, you fucked up. I mean, this was... I, no, not Eyeball. What was his name in Stand By Me? Because this uh, is the movie he did right before Ace. this. Yeah, hey, that's right. Yeah. Oh, with Corey Feldman. Yeah. That's right. Later that night, the boardwalk closes down, and we get a flying overhead shot. They're chasing that security guard through the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But before he can get in his car... They snatch his ass. Oh, yeah. And he rips the door off. It's like powerful. So these are strong vampires. It's like the Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park. What are they doing? CrossFit down in that cave? <laughs> <laughs> Slinging kettlebells and doing battle ropes down there. <laughs> what are the Joe Rogan kettlebells? Like the monster bells oh, or something? Oh, the, like pr- the primal bells. The primal. <laughs> yeah, on it has like a whole different line of those. That's O N N I T. Use the code word Spook House for 10% <laughs> off your first order. Seriously, though, I would totally get like some of their uh, zombie bells, but they're pretty damn expensive. Yeah. And it's the same thing as just a regular kettlebell. Yeah. Now we get shots of the California coast, and we got mom and the kids. Mm-hmm. No dad. Nope. No dad. Briefly mentioned a couple of times. Hey, but... She's going through a divorce. Yeah. They're playing People is Strange by Echo and the Bunny Men. People are strange. Yes, a cover of The Doors. Mm-hmm. This is a great fucking song. Yeah. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are under when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. a great cover. Well, side note, The Doors are one of my favorite bands. Really? Love them. Yeah. I have every, I have all original pressings of every album they've ever put out, including like live shit too. Really? Uh, yeah. Nice. Thinking about selling off my record collections. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody wants to hit me up for every Doors album you can think of in pristine condition, let me know. Yeah. Isn't the motel, Hotel Morrison like a, what? Morrison Hotel? Yeah. Because I remember there was one, one album that came out 
in that kind of era of the doors that's like really bad um morrison hotel is actually pretty damn good I'm that came to... out in 1970 the soft parade is pretty damn weak that's okay. the one, with that's Touch the one I... Me. yeah they brought in like trumpets and horns and stuff for that album it's a fucking mess i hate that album that's what i thought yeah i can do one of those in that the air which is trash the soft parade and waiting for the sun are not great albums but which la woman has... self-titled yeah. strange days Morrison Hotel, fucking jammers. Which one has Peace Frogs? Morrison Hotel. Uh, okay, that's yeah. my that's my favorite Doors record song. Yeah, it's a good one. You ever seen uh, When You're Strange, narrated by Johnny Depp? No. Quintessential Doors documentary. How long is it's it? It's really good. How long is it? Yeah. It's like a movie length. Okay, because I know some of these documentaries are rock bands. It's like the George Harrison documentary is like four hours long. That's just one Beatle. Yeah, no, this is like <laughs> hour and a half. But okay. Gotcha. As a hardcore Doors fan, it's like the quintessential, truest story of the Doors. Not Definitely not the uh, Oliver Stone movie. That's oof. It's got some good moments, but not a biographical, accurate movie. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, we see Grandpa's house, and he's playing dead on the porch. Grandpa's kind of strange. He's such a kidder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a kidder. <laughs> Played by Bernard Hughes. He passed away uh, less than 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, it was like 2008. Yeah, something like that. Michael, Sam, and Lucy, the mother, they're all moving in with Grandpa. And Nanook. And Nanook, who was played by Cody. <laughs> according to Amazon Prime. Oh, really? Oh, when you pause it? Yeah, yeah. So every time you like pause Amazon Prime, you can see who's in the scene. And for some reason, they just showed Nanook for like any scene, like even when he's not <laughs> in it. So his name was Cody. He was a good boy. How do you how do you know he's not still alive today? Maybe he's uh thirty five and living a happy life. Maybe, maybe he is. Yeah, Nanook's a good boy. Yes. MVP of the movie. Kills more vampires than the Frog Brothers. Uh, they stake one. They kill more. Oh, that's right. They do. Yeah. Spoiler they're, alert. They're uh, <laughs> they're tied up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So one to one. Anyways, so they're exploring Grandpa's house. Sam's like, "There's no TV, Mike. You know what it means when there's no TV? No MTV. This must be when MTV was like in its prime." And I was like, oh, so everybody, we would just sit around and watch MTV all day, even though they oh, show yeah. the exact same uh, music videos like every four hours. Yeah. and But a mere year later, Kelly Meeker would comment how she wants some MTV as well before <laughs> she gets shotgun stabbed by Michael Myers. <laughs> this was like height of MTV. So yeah. movies around this era, you know, they mention MTV quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I know there's others, but I can't think of them right now. So there's a brief mention of the divorce between Lucy and Grandpa. Yeah. It's like the only person I know who got a divorce and worse than her uh, situation. situation. Yeah. So And she was like, well, a long, drawn-out divorce wasn't going to be good for anybody. Very practical. Yeah. So at least they mention it, at least. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think like, if there had been a dad in the picture, this movie would have been not good at all. Because this movie's all about family, if you think about mm-hmm. it. So if there had been a they just a dad a family moved to Santa Carla from Phoenix, yeah, they could have made it work, I guess. But yeah, this is a good dynamic here with crazy grandpa and everything. <laughs> yeah. So now we get a night shot of the ocean as we pan up to the coolest motherfucking party on earth. So you hear, I still believe. 
by Mr. Tim Capello is playing. Everybody's on the boardwalk. And you see Mr. Tim motherfucking Capello, shirtless, greased up, blowing that saxophone, baby. Tim Capello for this movie because he is just absolute glistening and he is also a fucking unit. (laughs) Yeah, he is. You know, Tim Capello, he used to tour with Tina Turner. Yeah, and he was also a big session saxophonist. Yeah, and apparently he used to like perform in like a leather (laughs) G-string. He had a band, I forgot the name of them, but they described their music as porn pop, whatever that means. (laughs) I want to check them out though. But yeah, he is blowing that motherfucking sax, gyrating them hips. Mm-hmm. Cause he still believes. He, oh, he oh he believes. <laughs> you know, if you ever see movies and you're like, "Damn, I want to jump through the screen and like party at this place." Yeah, this is probably my number one. When right. I was uh, watching the Joel Schumacher uh, commentary, he was like, "This is my favorite thing I've ever shot." Just this boardwalk scene with Tim Capello. Touche. Yeah, it's a good. Good watch. Good, yeah, really is. entertaining part of the movie. And we meet Star and Laddie. I think that's the yeah, kid's name. Laddie, L-A-D-D-I-E. Yeah, a little Eddie Munster kid. <laughs> Michael sees her from across the party. The eye contact between these two. You got the sacks blowing. The dudes headbanging in unison together. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yes. Sign me up any day of the week. 80s Southern California boardwalk. Doesn't get any better. Not really. I don't think so. And it sucks because an earthquake in 1989 took out this stage that they're performing on and the comic book shop. Oh, I I heard about the comic book shop. I didn't hear about the stage. Yeah. The stage that's here is no more, unfortunately. Oh, man. Oh, man. So Lucy's walking down the boardwalk. She... For the first, maybe I noticed this for the first time. You see a wanted poster for, or a missing poster for the security guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. There was like a, a blackboard of people that were kind of missing. Right. And then she notices the help wanted sign at the video store. Mm-hmm. So she walks in, and the vampire crew walk in to the video store as well. They're kind of eyeballing Max. I told you not to come in here anymore. There's a kind of awkward pause between Max and the boys. 
here's the part where I'm a little confused. Okay. I'm not sure. So at this point, is Max the leader of the vampires? Yeah, he's always been the the leader of the vampires. Uh-huh. You know, he's he created that crew. Yeah, and he's I guess he's just kind of kind of distanced himself from them from time to time, at least in public, so nobody thinks that he's you know a vampire, I guess, or a vagabond. Right, but later in the movie, you have that little scene where he's walking up to his house and he like finds a kite, and you, I don't know, it's almost I guess you're led to believe that he's being targeted by the vampires but yeah i just wasn't quite sure like is he a vampire now or oh yeah he's definitely a vampire at this moment well david kind of gives him that look like he kind of smirks at max and looks at lucy kind of like to say oh good choice (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah because he's trying to have a mother for his boys that's right and my only sort of critique of the vampire crew. I kind of wish Marco and the others had a little bit of dialogue. If you really think about it, Kiefer doesn't say a whole lot in the movie either. No, he doesn't. He's there, But there's more of a presence than they are, like a character at some points. Kiefer Sutherland, like, he has a great presence yeah. on screen. Like, he doesn't have to say much. He's just, yeah. When he's on screen, you're watching him. But the others, they're, they just kind of hang in the back and they're like, ha-ha! Yeah. They're like the other Monstars uh-huh. from Space Jam. I haven't seen that <laughs> in a very long time. I don't yeah. know what that is. So Max offers Lucy a job. And meanwhile, Michael is following Star. So Sam goes into the comic store. Mm-hmm. And we meet the Frog Brothers. I'm actually looking for a Batman number 14. Now, Jason, you like this kind of shit. I do like this kind of shit. Is any of this accurate? Well, there's lots of Batman number 14. Jason out just there. put his pen down. Okay. He's like, well, let so, me explain. I'm not sure exactly what <laughs> Batman number 14 he's talking about. Maybe it's Detective Comics number 14 where Batman didn't even exist yet. Maybe it's Batman volume one number 14. Maybe it's Batman volume 13. Oh, wow. You know, it keeps going and going. There's all kinds of timelines in the Batman lore. Are any of you ladies out there getting all hot and bothered listening oh, to this? Oh, I am. <laughs> they're okay. Like, they're like biting their lip. They're like, oh, my. <laughs> Tell me about the Batman. And you can't put the Supermans over here by the other parts because they don't even know about Red Kryptonite yet. Yeah, that so was a Superman comic and that was an action comic, so a little bit different than Superman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all this is accurate then? Well, pretty much, Kinda. yeah. Sort of. I'm really, definitely willing to go with it, and I don't know how rare that Batman number 14 is. There's lots of Batman number 14s. That's a rare book, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only four don't in existence. Three, actually. I'm always looking out for the other two. Oh, snap. Oh, he just got faced. <laughs> Face. <laughs> <laughs> well, Edgar gives him a copy of Vampires Everywhere, which is actually, I forgot what kind of comic it is, but the Vampires Everywhere is just a false cover. Yeah. I don't, I don't now, know. Now, the comic shop owner still has a copy, of, still has that copy signed by everybody that he lets people take pictures with oh. at, his, at his shop. Nice. Throw that thing up on eBay, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael sees Star ride off on David's bike. You could almost say she's the star of David. She's David's star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it also sounds like... <laughs> There's a Jewish subplot yeah, here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's this movie really trying to say? Hmm. Mm, I just watched Jojo Rabbit last week. All right. Yeah. Well, later you get the kill scene in the car with the 
the people that they had the little tussle with on the boardwalk. Uh huh. They ripped the hood off the car and snatched them up too. Oh yeah. Quick little death scene. Mm-hmm. Kind of adds to the body count. And apparently they didn't show them flying because they weren't sure exactly how they were going to do it yet. So that's why you never really see a lot, especially in the earlier parts of the movie, we don't see a lot of flying. I don't think you see him fly anytime. When the house at the very end, you see a little bit of it. And then you also, you know, Michael's flying out of the house a little bit when he's first turning into it on the phone. But as far as like actual like Superman flying, you really don't see any of it. And that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. You don't need to see it. No. Yeah. Less is more. The next day, Grandpa's showing off a sweet whip to uh, to Sam. That's as close as I like to get to town. <laughs> <laughs> I love Grandpa in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he is funny in this. He has a good dynamic to it. Oh, yeah. And back at the comic shop, Frog Brothers are talking to Sam again. Mm-hmm. You don't know shit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pray I never need to call you. Michael buys himself a sweet new leather jacket. And he's like, ooh, I kind of want to get my ear pierced, too. Because mm, he believes. Oh, he believes. <laughs> Goes by the saxophone store, too. <laughs> well, he starts talking to Star. He's like, I'm Michael. Michael's great. I like Michael. Well, good, audience, because you're going to hear that name quite a bit in this movie. The video I watched had it super cut, and it was 114 times you hear the word Michael, which is 1.3 times every minute. Wow. Yeah. They say it a lot. Michael. Michael. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Michael. They should have spliced in uh, Tina saying, Mikey. From Halloween 5. <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Stop here, Mikey. Oh, it's a goddamn cigarette. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, just as Michael and Star are about to leave, the boys roll up. Where are you going, Star? You know, won't you race me, little bitch? He's like, I can't beat your bike. You don't have to beat me, Michael. You just got to keep up. a fucking jammer too. All songs. Original man. soundtrack song. Oh, okay. Yeah, this soundtrack is awesome. Yeah. This is a good one. Yeah, you had it queued up when I walked in this morning. Uh, not this morning, this afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a jammer. I'll listen to this soundtrack anytime. <laughs> hey, pop quiz. Who is cooler? T2 Edward Furlong on his dirt bike okay. or David on this dirt bike? You've got a few seconds to mull it over. Okay. Okay. Mull it over. You don't have to keep. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to keep up with me, or you don't have to beat me. You just have to keep up with me. Or she's not my mother, Todd. Ooh, that's a toughie. Oh yeah. 
because you know she's not my mother. Todd mm-hmm. kind of taps into that teen that, angst. That angst. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm, man, I gotta go with uh, my boy Eddie F. Eddie F. Eddie F. You know, I tell you, back in the day, I was like, God, that motherfucker's cool. Yeah, I really did want to be Edward Furlong in Terminator too. Now, as an adult, I'm like, Damn, David's cool. That fucking mullet and the earring. <laughs> Shit. And I'm like, man, Edward Furlong, you're kind of a dick. Yeah, you're kind of a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to take care of you, and you're just giving them shit. Not cleaning yeah. your room. <laughs> yeah. They take in Max. I'm sorry, Wolfie. Easy money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suck my ass fast in the Furious. This scene is better. <laughs> the dirt bike race scene. Yeah. I love the little shot of, uh, you know, they got all the headlights, and then the camera pulls away. Mm-hmm. Like, keeps pulling and pulling until the headlights kind of disappear. Yeah. That's a cool shot. Yeah. Everything kind of goes quiet. Um, You see, like, the little lighthouse. So you see David and Michael. They're kind of racing. They're looking over at each other. You know, I live, I live life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Easy, Vin Diesel. If I would have died, that's how I would have gotten it. <laughs> Well, Michael almost goes over the edge. What the hell are you doing, huh? Punches him right in the face. Just you. Just you. <laughs> Just you, brother. <laughs> I want a piece of you. How far are you willing to go, Michael? Mm. Yeah. Well, they go down to the lair. The hottest resort in Santa Carla about 85 years ago. Did you ever have a clubhouse like this growing up? Hell no. I wanted one so bad. With a... Jim Morrison mural. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, this uh, hotel was built on the fault line. And when the big earthquake hit San Francisco back in the early 1900s, this thing took a header. Now it's ours. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. This place looks cool. Yeah. The first time I noticed this the other day, David offers Michael some weed. Offers him a joint. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. Was like, oh, yeah. Because they're like, Are you hungry, Michael? And he's like, How about a little appetizer? Hands him a doobie. <laughs> I was like, How did I miss that? I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I think I forgot about that too. It reminds me, like, I remember, like, much later when I watched Karate Kid the first time, and then he's like, One of the bad guys, the bullies, is like rolling a joint in the bathroom stall. I never knew what <laughs> really? that was until I was like 20 years old. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa, how did I miss that? Yeah. So we see Sam reading vampires everywhere. Grant. 10 o'clock. Lights out. Grandpa brings him his new room decor. Your history, buddy. Sam puts him away in the closet. Now, did you notice that Rob Lowe poster on his closet? There's a Rob Lowe poster in the closet? Yeah. Like a... Okay. I read a quick article. I should have did a little more detailed research on this, but there's a gay subtext in this movie. Oh, there's definitely lots of gay subtext in this movie. Yeah. And also, Rob Lowe was in St. Elmo's Fire. Which maybe could have, and Joel Schumacher did that movie, so maybe that had something to do with the poster. Yeah, that's kind of weird for Sam to have, and also Star. You never see like David; he's possessive of Star. Yeah, but there's no like romantic thing. You don't see them like kiss or no. So it's like, what's the role there? And there's kind of like this thing between David and Michael. Yeah, and there's also, I was listening to Alex Winter talk about it. It was like, I kind of consider it like a, you know, 
David was their pimp, like the other guy's <laughs> pimp kind of thing, like a master slave scenario for everybody else. Uh huh. That's how he had come out of the role a little bit. No, he was like very subtle. Like I didn't put like a whole bunch of credits into it, but I was like, you know, it was there. It was always there, sort of a gay innuendo thing. Yeah, and of course, if you don't know, Joel Schumacher is homosexual, who also has bragged about sleeping with over twenty thousand different people. Yeah, he got around. <laughs> and this movie came out during the height of like the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And- uh, there's, uh, you know, towards the end, I noticed this, like David and Michael, when they're having the little battle, he's like, my blood is in you. You're already, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There's a little subtext here. Yeah. So the Rob Lowe poster, it's there. A sultry looking Rob Lowe too. It's I like, mean, oh, why does the team boy have that on his door? I don't know. I don't know. But that's Rob Lowe. He's a sultry looking guy. He's no Tim Capella though. Mm. <laughs> you want me to order you a poster? Tim Capella blowing the sacks. If you could give me a poster of that. Okay. Make at least like 30 by, you know, 72. I'm sure M would appreciate it. <laughs> Q, cry little sister. Oh, yeah. As that plays. And they just start chanting, Michael, Michael. Man, they love saying Michael. In this yeah, movie. they do. Yeah, they bring Michael the wine bottle. Oh, yeah. That's right. This is after they've given him all the Chinese food. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, God, of course. Skip right <laughs> over it. Michael eats some rice. David pulls a little sneaky on him. Oh, yeah. How are those maggots, Michael? You're eating maggots. So they bring Michael the wine bottle. Drink some of this, Michael. Be one of us. <laughs> Where have you heard that before, Jason? Is it the intro? Oh, yes, it is. That's actually the first thing that's in the intro. That's right. I put it there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Be one of us, Spook House listeners. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Drink Jason's Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's got that good caffeine in it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Cry Little Sisters playing as Michael's drinking the blood. So they ride out to the bridge. Marco, what's going on? David wants to know. So they all hop down <laughs> one at a time and grab onto the rail. There's a train coming. You think it's the same one that knocked Ray Brower out of his kids? <laughs> Possibly. It's, you know, hey, West Coast. Yeah. So. Could be trucking down the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You are one of us, Michael. Let go. It's kind of Fight Club-esque, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Just let go. <laughs> I kind of want to watch Project Club. Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, this is Project and Mayhem. And you, you're too fucking blonde. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a good movie. I got to watch that again. Yeah. So Michael lets go and he's just kind of falling through the fog and lands in his bed. That's something that's always bothered me. I was like, well, he just, I mean, I yeah. guess kind of a fog haze. I don't, and he just, is it a dream or what happened? I just kind of wish there was a little I more f- clarity to how that happened. I feel like they could have used one shot of him f- actually flying. Yeah. You know, you just kind of see him fall through the fog and you're like, is he floating there? But then it just kind of fades to. Michael laying in the bed. Yeah. Michael laying in the bed dirty the next day. Yeah, I just wish there was maybe something a little bit to clear that up. Just a little bit. Didn't just, have to be much. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I hear you. Lucy asked Michael on the phone if he can babysit Sam tonight so she can go out with Max. <laughs> Grandpa's going on a date. The widow Johnston. And the boys are home alone. As soon as Grandpa leaves, all the motorcycles start going around the house. And they look outside and no one's there. And later, Michael tries to drink some milk, and he drops to the floor, while Sam is upstairs in the tub singing 
Clarence Frogman Henry mm-hmm. ain't got no home. I always see Casino when I hear the song. Is this in Casino? Yeah, remember that time where uh, Joe Pesci goes to the blackjack table and he gets mad because someone gave him the marker? Oh, that's and then right. He gets, and then like De Niro comes in there and is like, fine, you t- give him 10 and he's cut off. And then oh. uh, he beats the shit out of Don Rickles with the phone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> They're playing that song here too. Remember the other night how we had a brief conversation? We were like, uh, is there anybody that says Casino is better than Goodfellas? There would have been a time... I probably would have agreed with that, but now that I'm 32, I'm like, uh, Goodfellas is better than Casino. If you think it is, hit us up. Yeah. They're I, both good movies. Like, I love both of them a lot, but Goodfellas is my favorite movie, so. Yeah. Even though Goodfellas is kind of, it's like, then this happens, then that, then this. Well, Casino's the same way. Kind three hours. Yeah. They're both <laughs> great movies. Anyway. The Nook, here's Michael Cumming. He attacks his ass. That's a good boy. Oh, yeah. You ain't getting none of this. Mm-mm. I ain't got a man. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam finds Michael bleeding. He was protecting you. And he sees that Michael doesn't have a reflection. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. You wait till mom finds out, buddy. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah, that was funny. I know I've heard some people say they don't care for Corey Haim's character in this movie, and really? I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Corey Haim's great. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. I think he's like too comedic for the movie. I'm like... No, you need that. Like yeah. this is, I love Corey Haynes' character in this movie. Yeah, same here. Well, Sam calls up the Frog Brothers. Better get yourself a garlic T-shirt, buddy. <laughs> then Michael wakes up on the ceiling, pulls a Tina from Nightmare on Elm Street, and he goes out the window, tries to get into Sam's room. He lets Michael in. I really love this scene. He's like, "Stop it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stick together, Sam." Lucy comes home. She gets all pissed. You do see the uh, the monster kid, Laddie, on the milk carton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They ruined her date, though. That's right. With uh, the dad from... Richie Rich? Richie Rich. And he's also the grandpa in Gilmore Girls. That's right. And he passed away about five years ago from brain cancer. Yeah. Yep. What's his name? Ed... Ed Herman. Or Ed Herman. That's right. Yeah. So Max walks up to his front door and gets surrounded by the crew on bikes. This is where I was like, well, why would he get surrounded and kind of intimidated by the crew if they know that he's already their papa (laughs) (laughs) or whatever he is? This is Fred calling for pop-pop. Yeah, so like, I guess it's a misdirect. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, Michael goes to the lair Star's like, I'm here, Michael. <laughs> and boy, Cry Little Sister starts playing. Yeah. It's about to get all sultry they up in here. don't make a good 86 scene in movies anymore, right? You know, you don't see them. Yeah, this one is uh, surprisingly not that drawn out. No. It could have held on for about 10 more There's seconds. There's no nudity in it. That's true. There is no nudity. You know, it's just very lots of montage fading ins and outs, body parts touching each other while there's a saxophone playing. Do you need anything else? Mm-mm. Very, like we said a couple episodes ago, very red shoe diaries. Yeah. <laughs> Silk stockings up in here. Oh, yeah. Well, Michael wakes up and sees that his hand is healed up. So he goes home, chats with Mama Bear for a minute. Is there anything worse than that, like, walk of shame to your parents after you've been out having, like, a wild night? Um, yeah, I do remember those. Yeah, like you're hungover, you probably did some things you're not happy about, and then your mom's <laughs> like cooking breakfast. Like, hey, how are you today, honey? It's like, oh, just uh, <laughs> just don't talk to me. 
I've got orange Gatorade and like six packets of goodies. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> well, Lucy drops some wine off for Max and gets chased by Thorn, whose real name was Folsom. Folsom? Folsom the Did dog. you learn that from Amazon too? I sure did. White German Shepherd. I wonder if, I wonder how Michael Myers would have felt about a white German Shepherd. Oh. Yeah. Wait, was that a German Shepherd? Yeah, it's a white German Shepherd. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, so is Max a van? I mean, is Thorn a vampire? No, he's just the his keeper during the day. That's a very like a old school kind of legendary yeah, thing. Yeah, like Hounds of Hell. Yeah. Which is the comic that uh, Corey Haim is reading here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like uh, Thorn is like acting possessed or something, as if he's in like the cult of Thorn. As soon as I something. thought was his name was Thorn, I was like, how is he going to work at the end of this week's podcast? I'm he's just, going to. I'm just saying. I mean. That's what you, to be a little bit more like subtle about, instead of getting the mark of Thorn, just get a, a portrait of the dog Thorn on your oh, wrist. Oh, okay. I can show my love for the Lost Boys and Michael Myers. Yeah, okay, cool. Just make sure you put it on your wrist next to an infinity symbol. Gotcha. <laughs> well, Sam tells the Frog Brothers about the Hounds of Hell, and they decide that Max may be the head vampire. Yeah, also, they say, kill your brother. You'll feel better about it. Yeah. Later that night, Max comes over for dinner, and Michael invites Max inside. Big mistake, bud. Thus rendering him useless, or his powers useless. So, Grandpa sort of suspiciously eyes Max, Mm -hmm. and then shuts the door. Yeah. So it's almost like, does Grandpa know what's going on the whole time? I don't know if he knows exactly, but at the end of the movie, you know, like apparently he's aware of what's going on in... Yeah. Yeah, no, and he, he's also aware of the murder capital thing, because then he said, well, if they started bringing all the bodies back that have been killed, we'd have a heck of a population issue around here. Yeah, and you later see him installing these uh, stakes into the ground. Oh, yeah. So was he, like, planning that? I don't know if he was planning <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't know. He's just out there laying pipe with double Will- Widow Johnson. Hey, now, pre-Viagra days. Grandpa got around. He said he yeah. didn't need no damn Viagra. That's right. Thorn sends his apologies, and they kiss. Aww. Sam has invited the Frog Brothers for Din Din, so <laughs> they pull the garlic sneaky on Max. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Parmesan. <laughs> Sam throws water on his crotch, and they do the mirror test, but Max passes, so he leaves. With flying colors. That's right. Let's try this once more. Dinner, my house, tomorrow, I'm cooking. Grandpa's still watching suspiciously. Mm-hmm. He's like, this guy's up to something. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder if he knows about my late fees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember those? So Michael confronts David on the boardwalk. Where's Star, David? So I I got to say, any I like the chemistry between these two, Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. I do, too. It's, it really yeah. works well, even though Kiefer really is just saying Michael. Come with us, Michael. Be with us, Michael. Yeah. But it still really works because you get the the, the presence with Kiefer is just really big in this movie. Yeah. And you really feel, you really relate to Michael. He's just a new guy and he's got a crush on a girl. Probably yeah. had, he just had sex with recently, so he's got a thing for her. Kiefer's like, uh, what's my direction, Joel? He's like, just be fucking cool. He's like, <laughs> got it. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they ride out to the beach, and we get the walk this way beach scene. Mm-hmm. This is a cool fucking yeah, scene. Yeah, it's the first time you see them vamp out, which apparently they had to redo. Because the, the guy who came on to do the effects, they fired the original guy because they did not like the vampire looks. Uh-huh. So that two weeks into production, they had to bring on a new guy. I forgot his name. He was a Rick Baker guy. Well, V. Neil, she also did a lot of the effects on this. Mm-hmm. It was like three different people. Yeah. But this is kind of the template for a lot of vampires in the future. Yeah, like Buffy looks, their vampires look very similar to this kind of thing. when mm-hmm. they, they And they say vamp out a lot too. Yeah, so we have a metalhead beach party. Slamming some beers with the bros on the beach. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. This party <laughs> looks pretty cool. I'd go to this party. And then you would have regretted it. That's right. <laughs> because David's like, initiation's over, Michael. It's time to join the club. And they all transform. It's a good transformation scene. It is. Good effects. And you get the mass death scene here. David bites into somebody's head. You get like blood sprays. And, and then, you know, Walk This Way is playing like really loudly over the. Yeah, this is the most goriest part of the movie. It's really like the only. Well, there's some other things later at the, the final act, but I mean, this is definitely the goriest thing. Even though you can tell it got edited around a little bit. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Wasn't there like. Um, there was a really gory part they got left out it was the Kiefer did an interview about yeah this. is you know you see it briefly when he bites in the guy's head like uh-huh. apparently that was very extended and like blood just like spraying on his face god i wish I, they had just let that play out and he's like they kept like while he was doing it they kept, pretend like you're eating cake uh Kiefer, like you're eating cake uh, so he was just like just eating on this guy's skull it's pretty awesome. Yeah. How did, you saw it in theaters a couple months ago. How did this yeah. look? Was it like really cool? Awesome. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. This movie plays great on the big screen. Uh, I wish I hate I missed that. Yep. So Michael refuses the fancy feast. So <laughs> David's <laughs> like, so now you know what we are. You'll never grow old, Michael, and you'll never die. But you must feed. Yeah. David's like, I mean, Michael's like, nah. I don't want. I don't want to. Mm-mm. I ain't about that life, bro. I ain't about that life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I really like how this shot is is, is shot because you see how they're all back. They're all backlit, and they're yeah. kind of on a heel a little bit. Mm-hmm. It looks really, really good, and they've all got blood and stuff all over them, their bodies. It looks really good. Mullets, leather jackets. This is a shot by Martin Scorsese's uh, cinematographer. Really? Yeah. The guy. This is the same guy who did Taxi Driver and uh, Raging Bull. Did this movie? Huh. Well, and then the set design designer was Tim uh, Burton's guy, Bo Welch, who's been nominated for four Oscars. Wow. Who did all of the Tim Burton's good stuff. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of really good camera movement mm-hmm. in this movie. A lot of just really well done shots. So yeah. Not surprised by that. So Michael sneaks into Sam's room. Star wants to come up to talk. So she flies up to Sam's room. How did she get in? She was never invited in, was she? Oh, yeah. It's true. Breaking all the vampire rules. Yeah. Yep. Star says they're not one of them until they make their first kill. So mm. that kind of explains her conundrum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Star flies away. Sam brings up the Frog Brothers and cut back to daytime. because oh, uh, Sam's got connections. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got the Frog Brothers on speed dial. So now we're at the daytime. The Frog Brothers show up, and they're ready to kick some ass. And they bar Grandpa's car, and they go to the little cave hideout place. They do a weapons check, and they head down to the cave. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, Vampire Hotel. Michael 
picks up Star, takes her out of the cave. So they gotta get Laddie first, though, because she's saying get Laddie. Oh first. Yeah. yeah. Well, the boys find all the vampires hanging upside down. First come, first staked. So they stake Marco, and the others wake up. Glittery blood flies everywhere. Yeah, they put glitter in the blood for this movie to make it shimmery. That was what the Joel Schumacher said. Yeah, and I think they were trying to tone down some of the gore, too. Yeah, that's an old old practice where they're like, well, if we make the blood green or something, it won't be yeah. quite as cut down by the MPAA. They did that in From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. You're dead, mate. <laughs> well, David can't cross into the sunlight. Poor Marco. They kill Marco. Yeah. Poor Marco. They shouldn't have killed him first. Yeah. You know, mm. given Alex Winter's track record, yeah. which wasn't much at the time. And but. he was he had just graduated from NYU, so he actually had acting trials where the other two guys were just... Kind of like models. Yeah, that's pretty much they brought yeah. him. It, and they're good looking guys, you yeah, know? they do fine. 80s hot, you call that. <laughs> 80s hot. <laughs> they're pretty boys, okay? Yeah. Um, so David can't cross the main the... on those guys alone. <laughs> Good lord! So David can't cross into the sunlight, and he grabs Sam's foot. David burns his hand and sheds a little tear. Mm-hmm. And Kiefer, you know that tear wasn't in the script or anything. No, he shed the tear because of the those super uncomfortable contacts. Like, you know, can't feel good. No, and you see a little tear. But it kind of adds dimension to the character. Yeah. Is he crying over his pal Marco? That's what a lot of people interpret it as. Or is he crying because the fire has caught his hand on fire? That's got to hurt. Remember when you were a kid and you got so angry you'd cry? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they speed off in the car. Burn rubber. Burn rubber does not mean warp speed. (laughs) So they take off. They bring Star inside the house. Sam goes to the video store to warn his mom. Sam and the Frog Brothers go into the church to fill up on holy water. This is a funny scene. I, I do really enjoy this scene. They're doing like a, a baptism of a little child. Uh-huh. And they're sitting there just like pouring all their canteens in the hair and staring at them. <laughs> yeah. And this same church is seen in Monster Squad. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I got to rewatch Monster Squad. I do too. You know, I've only seen that once. Really? Yep. I've seen it a couple times. Okay. Yeah. Again. God, I wish I'd seen that when I was... Also, I'm glad they didn't use condoms to fill up their the holy water this time also. Oh, yeah. yeah they didn't pull a Scott. No. <laughs> In Jesus Christ's name, I hate men. He says that he's got a whole thing of Scott uh, condoms <laughs> like they're grenades around his chest. <laughs> Kill me, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> they tell Grandpa that he has a date to get him out of the house. As soon as Grandpa leaves, we get a montage of vampire killing prepping. There's a couple montages in this movie. Is there? I sex montage. The oh, well, yeah. You know, you got to have a sex montage. And then they got the, the well, montage. With you don't the... want to just hold awkwardly while they're humping away. We just had a movie that was just a straight, like, an, a mainstream movie, not a porno. Uh-huh. That's just like a five-minute sex scene. Like a legit... Like, it's just not even, like, hardcore insertion. It's just him, like, dry humping for five minutes in the, in the middle of the movie. They show, like, the cleanup process and everything. <laughs> <laughs> While he, like, goes to get a rag. Do you want me to go get you some water? <laughs> Laying on the bed out of breath for a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, boy. Or maybe uh, it's like the Fre- uh, Freddy versus Jason. I don't like to be touched afterwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> go take a shower because, you know, got to stay fresh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always gets in the belly button every time. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's Vampire Prepping. Now, Star and Laddie are upstairs. Uh, sunset. Sun's going down, baby. I like the little shot of the bat feet. Yeah, they look kind of cool. I really like that. Yeah. You don't see a lot of bat feet. I can't think of any other movie. I think they said this was, this was the first time you see bat feet. Huh. Yeah, I think I heard that somewhere. Maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe in Vampires? No, um, I don't think so. John Carpenter's Yeah, Vampire? I don't think oh, they had God. much of bat stuff in that one. Yeah. Well, they wake up and fly out of the cave. I like this shot. They wake up with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Like, now, it's clearly a reverse shot when they see the cold pull out of the cave. Yeah. If you look at those waves, it's like, oh, okay, but it's still really cool. Yeah, well, this was pre-drones uh, and stuff. Yeah. So, it, it's passable. Oh, yeah. No two bloodsuckers go out the same way. Some explode. Some implode. Actually, the little the descriptions he gives there, that's uh-huh. the order and how... The vampires all die. As yeah, they, yeah. I didn't catch that until I read it. So, <laughs> but they will all try to take you with them. So Nanook is barking outside. Sam runs out to get the good boy. You better. Yeah. Then Michael goes out to help, and the vampires arrive. Very tension filled. Yeah, this is know. a tense filled scene. But I had a again. How do they get inside the house if they had never been invited? Oh, the only well, thing I can think of is maybe if Ed Herman's character had been invited, maybe that rendered the okay. other stuff. But if that was the case, then how did the one guy who goes into the bathtub? Well, maybe that only applies to the head vampire. That's true. But then, how did they get in though? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, you never actually see them fly. No, which is awesome. Yeah, you don't need to. So they all run inside. One just jumps through the fireplace. <laughs> Like, just explodes through it. It's like, damn. Surprise! Okay. They're not knocking or anything. No. So the Frog Brothers are fighting Twisted Sister guy. <laughs> What's his name? I don't remember the other two. Now, I, remember Marco. I think his name's Paul. I don't know if they really ever say their names in the movie. I don't think I they don't do. Think they, do. they say Marco because they kill Marco. Yeah. So that's a thing. But I don't know if they really ever did I'm, name them in the movie. I'm pretty sure his name is Paul, according okay. to Amazon. Yeah. And the other was... I'll let you know when I come to it. <laughs> but the other one, he actually died um, maybe like five years ago. Yeah, like a liver issue. Yeah, like a super rare liver thing, liver yeah. cancer. I think he was the one that was actually managing Corey Haim after this movie, too. I thought you said it was uh, this guy, Twisted Sister, the blonde one. One of them. I'm not sure exactly, but one okay. of them wanted to manage Corey Haim through the 90s, which yeah. probably didn't go super well. Girl, <laughs> Garlic <laughs> don't work, boys. Try holy water, death breath. And then the Nook is a good boy. Jumps on his ass. Mm-hmm. If there's not a band named Death Breath, there should be. It's a pretty cool name. <laughs> we give you permission. Yeah. <laughs> Scout would just wag his tail at him. I don't think Scout's a good guard dog. The sinks explode with blood. Yeah. Kind of like an it. Oh, yeah. But it actually really happens, though. Yeah. I was like, that's going to be expensive plumbing to fix. Yeah, and this is a good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that house is ruined now, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that house is like completely totaled now. Yeah, you're going to get uh, some mold, 
underneath those floorboards. Yeah. May as well just move out, especially after Grandpa drives his truck through the fucking living room. And that's probably like all cheap copper piping in there too. Uh huh. That's that's not it's easy. Be fix. hard to replace. Exactly. Things you think about when you watch this as an adult. That was another thing I thought about with the, the Invisible Man. When I was getting older. I was like, "There's no way a single parent has a house that nice in San Francisco." And it's not even oh, that nice of a house, but I was okay. like, "It's a, it's very nice." Talking about the, house. the guy she was staying with. Yeah. Did you see that fucking bedroom in the view? Yeah. That she was living in? Oh, yeah. Hey, you can control me all you want. I'll stay. <laughs> I'll stay for that view. <laughs> Sleeping beside the ocean? Whatever you say. Just give me a dog bed beside the bed, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Sam can't wake up Michael and Vampire Dwayne. Dwayne is his name. Dwayne. Mm, that's right. That's right. Vampire Dwayne picks Sam up and they kind of float in the air a little bit. Mm-hmm. Again, this is why you don't really need to see the vampires flying. Yeah. It looks a little meh. Yeah. This is 87. It is. It passes. There's a, I watched this on Blu-ray, and there's one shot where they're flying at each other. I was like, e-. Really? <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he squirts him with some holy water, mm-hmm. and Sam shoots him with an arrow. You miss, sucker. <laughs> Only once, buddy. Shoots him in the heart. Good head explosion here. Mm-hmm. Death by stereo. Was that that band that we saw open up for Avenged Sevenfold or High School? Remember the lead singer elbowed me in the head? <clears throat> I don't remember that, but yeah, you're right. We did see Death by Stereo. Yeah. I forgot what they sound like. I just remember the guy elbowed me in the head. It's like, oh, sorry, dude. And he just went back to singing. I was uh, like, yeah, woo, I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. I'm not going to buy your record or anything. Forget about you, but cool. Well, David pushes Michael down the stairs. Sam and the Frog Brothers are upstairs celebrating their recent vampire slaying. Mm-hmm. And Laddie, the little vampire kid, like explodes out of the bed. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Looking like a troll. Yeah. Star saves them, though, before they can kill him. Meanwhile, downstairs, it's Michael versus David. David versus Goliath. Pound for pound, hottest vampire fight ever. Ooh. Get out of here, Twilight. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go get your fucking shine Go box. Get you, exactly. <laughs> you insulted him a little bit. A little okay, bit. you a little bit. A little, yes, you did. <laughs> well, Michael and David, <laughs> they talk as, you know, Michael clings to the doorway. Mm-hmm. There's a little battle here. I like this little, this tussle. Yeah, it's shot. They're close together. Now they do fly each other a little bit. That was the thing I was like, oh. You kind of see the screen around them, you know. It's too late. My blood is in your veins. Again, subtext. (laughs) So is mine. (laughs) Then he throws David onto the antlers. David dies. Mm -hmm. Goodbye, David. Or does David die? Or does he? Why do you say it like that? There's, when the originally... The Lost Girls that was supposed to happen after this movie. Uh-huh. David was going to survive. Oh. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. No. He did. I think actually in the, the sequels that did come out from this movie, he was the one that sired some of the vampires in that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I've never seen him. I don't know if I really want to. Probably won't. Yeah. So, goodbye, David, to you and your epic mullet. Mm-hmm. Dies so hard, he loses his five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's got a straight baby face. <clears throat> yeah. Now, granted, he's lit very brightly in several parts of this movie. Yeah. Like, especially when they first go to the cave. Like, if you notice, he's the only person that's lit at all. Everybody yeah. else is dark. He's the leader. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another little misdirect because he's not really the leader. Ooh. He's just the leader. That's to right. The leaders. Yeah, they got that light on him hard on this scene. Yeah. So Max sees new clean-shaven dead David. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because Michael's still a vampire. He doesn't want anybody to see him yet. Oh, that's right. So yeah. there's a little bit of mystery. It's like, what's going on? I guess he wasn't maybe Get away vampire. from me, Sam. Yeah, so he was supposed to turn back normal because he killed David because they thought he was a head vampire. And you also but get that, not. that great line from Star. He's right. I don't feel any different. Yeah. <laughs> when we talk about some of the cons, I'll talk about her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Max and Lucy come home. Max sees that David's dead. And this is where. Uh oh. I'm sorry, Lucy. This is all my fault. David and my boys misbehave. He kind of goes straight Bond villain right here. Yeah, he kind of does the uh, cliche. You see, it could have all been simple. But no, <laughs> you had to uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, that thing. Spoil my plan. Now I must yes. make you pay. Now let me explain my plan to you in exquisite detail before I kill you. <laughs> Don't ever invite a vampire into your house. It renders you powerless. So Max wanted to make them all a big happy vampire family. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Blood sucking Brady Bunch. <laughs> Michael's like, I didn't invite you this time, Max. It's like, oh shit. And I look because he like puts his arm out and he's like runs at him. And then Max is like, or uh, he's like, I'm going to fucking hug the shit out of you. And Max's like, bring it, bitch. <laughs> and Max puts uh, Sam in a headlock and he's like, don't fight Lucy. She takes his hand trifling hussy she was gonna <laughs> turn her back on her kids just like that mm-hmm. but grandpa drives through the wall like a karacha staking max and a big explosion happens max dies much like fright night when jerry big explosion oh yeah yeah hey at least thank god they didn't die. Like, oh, the sun's coming yeah, up. Yeah, I was kind of, I was like, shoot wait. holes in the wall. I was trying to remember. I was like, I remember how the other vampires die. But I was like, how does Max? Die? I was like, please don't meet the sunrise. We've seen that in every movie we we've done this month so far. True. I guess this is acceptable. Yeah, you know? nothing special. No, nope. staked, explodes. See ya. So Michael returns to normal. Everyone hugs it out. Grandpa grabs him a soda. One thing about living in Santa Carla, I could never stomach. All the damn vampires. Crush it, Gramps. Yep. And we fade out to When You're Strange by mm-hmm. Echo and the Bunny Men. That's the movie, Jason. That is the movie. That is the movie. And it is a good one to boot. 10 point scale. What do you give this movie? A hard 8.5. All right. Yeah. Uh, hard 8. Okay. Yeah, oh, hard eight. Bring hard it eight. down a yeah, bit. Yeah, bring what, it down a what bit. What just popped in your head that made you bring it down? Uh, the star thing, and I really, the bed part when he falls into the bed, that really, it's all you could have done, just like one minor thing, and you could have fixed that, I feel like. Also, Corey Feldman sometimes bothers me with his gravelly throat. He was like, uh, we got blood suckers around here. It's like, yeah. you have three testicles when you hit puberty all of a sudden? I don't <laughs> understand what happened. Well, apparently they told him to go home and watch a ton of Stallone movies to yeah. prepare for the role. Yeah. I guess he's a little, uh, I don't know. Feldman's fine in this. Yeah. It doesn't annoy me or anything. Sometimes I feel like if you hadn't had the, done the voice that way, because clearly he's doing it like that on purpose. If he'd just been his regular, because yeah. he's already got a weird kind of you know memorable voice to start with. If he'd just done that, I think it would have been just as fine. 
Yeah, they could have added a little more depth to him. Yeah, and he, his brother's got hardly any lines at all. Oh, yeah, the other guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know his. I don't actually. I don't know what either of their names are. Their first names. Just the Edgar and Allen. Oh, that's right. That's for Edgar Allen Poe. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, that and again the star love interest thing. It's just like, okay, you guys are going to be in love. Cool. You know, I thought that yeah. maybe could use a little bit more developed there than like, hey, you're hot. Yeah. Well. I think the reason that she's in this movie is because so Schumacher had to basically beg Jason Patrick to be in this movie. He did yeah. he did not want to be in this movie at all, but after Schumacher was very persistent, he was like, All right, fine, I'll do the movie. And it was Jason Patrick's idea to bring in this actress that played Star. Jamie Gertz. Yeah, because they starred in a movie together called uh, Solar Babies. A Mel Brooks movie, and it is not good. Never seen it. It's poor. But Jason Patrick had a little crush on her, so he was like, you know, can she be in this movie? Yeah. And I'm assuming Joel Schumacher was like, okay, well, I don't want to, I got him to do the movie, <laughs> so sure, we'll bring her in. Yeah. But I got to say, I think she's a weak point in the movie. I don't yeah. think she's that great of an actress. And I I don't even think it's necessarily her. I think I don't think anybody would have been like that great in that role cuz it just kind of seems know. like it's I think it's a little bit her. Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit, but I think again, it's not there's nothing there really. She's just a guy that Michael wants to have sex with. A girl that Michael wants to have sex with it seems like. But it seems like he's in love with her, but there's no reason why. She's yeah. just a hot girl that's on the boardwalk, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. love you. Now, granted, teenage hormones are weird, but still, I was like, that's it just seems kind of forced. Yeah, I hear you. And the other vampires, they've got, they're just, again, they're just there. You know, Kiefer's all about Kiefer, which it should have been all about Kiefer. Yeah, but Chief Kiefer. Yeah. <laughs> Chief Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been nice if they had something other than, like, uh, show him up at the end. You know, yeah, they should have expanded. Give them a few lines, just be like, oh, like give them a little bit of personality. Like, they're not just giggling at stuff that that Kiefer says. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh, oh you got him, boss. Oh, they're like Kiefer's hype men. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're always three flavor flaves in the background to his Chuck oh, D. God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, bringing it back to uh, the Star and Michael thing. Yeah, she's kind of like, um, okay, so I know I didn't bring this up on like stuff we've been watching. Uh-huh. So we are deep into 90 Day Fiance, and we are loving it. Really? It is hot fucking trash. So what is what is 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> okay, so guys, they will like fall in love, usually over the internet with a lady in like Brazil or the <laughs> Philippines or something, and they'll you know go visit them for a week or two, and they'll fall in love and get engaged. So when they're back home, they're like, oh, she's going to come over. And we have 90 days to decide if we want to get married because they come over on a K-1 visa. Okay. Which is like, if you're not legally married within 90 days, you have to go back to your country. Okay. So that's the basis of the show. So you see these awkward fucking guys fall in love with like these women overseas. So is it like Napoleon Dynamite's brother who gets the- Uh, kind of. No, she's American, but Uh, then, yeah. Because remember she's got the girlfriend that they've been online. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, an American yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyways, a lot of these women are like, it's like, why are you so crazy about her? She's nothing special. It's kind of like Star. Okay. You know, you ever had like a friend that like dates somebody and you're like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> All that trouble over her? Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> so that does sound like, what 
Is it on Netflix or is it on Hulu. A&E? Hulu? Hulu. Okay. Yeah, we are unapologetically deep into it. <laughs> you know, with all the bad news going on in the world right now, sometimes you just want to turn on brain garbage and laugh. You know, That's what I actually did this morning. I watched a movie called Super Fights, and holy shit is that movie awful. But yeah. I was like, yeah, let me get my mind off of... Yeah, sometimes you just want to watch Hot Trash. Yeah. 90 Day Fiance is just that. And I can't watch any sports anymore. That's true. So. UFC, you can. I was right. How did that go last night? It was fine. A little weird. Because there was nobody there, right? Yeah, but not bad. Yeah. Anyways, Star and Michael. Um, yeah, Star was not too great. And she would later, the only other movie I know her from, she was in Twister. That's what she was the ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember she was nominated for like some award as like one of the worst. It was like kind of like a Razzie thing. The Razzie thing. Yeah. I don't remember her from that movie that well, so I can't really say if she was that bad. Nah, I don't. I don't really watch Twister for personal reasons. Um, but really, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> to any new listeners, Jason, he was uh, personally attacked by a tornado. I lived through a nader. Yeah, he lived through a tornado. Yeah, and were you taking a shower? I was taking a shower at the time, so I survived a tornado naked and wet. So <laughs> enjoy that, listeners. Enjoy that. Now, okay. All right. We're going to spend a little time here. Just yeah. real quick. Okay. So you were in the shower when it hit? I was in the shower when it hit. Did the roof come off the ceiling okay, as so you were in the shower? Here's okay. what happens. Okay. Okay. I was hung over from a keg party the night prior. Sweet. Yes. Okay. And so I got, I had just moved back to my parents' house. Okay. Because that's what you do when you're 24. Yeah. And I woke up and I was like, I think I should take a shower. They say the weather's going to be bad. Okay, we don't need all these details, but yeah. keep going. Okay, so I'm in the shower <laughs> doing shower things. Yes. So, and then, like, I'm not, I haven't even, like, really gotten to, to the shower, the nitty-gritty of the shower. Gotcha. And then the lights flicker, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's weird. And then they just go off. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck. So I take all the stuff off, or I turn the water off, and I walk yeah. into my room, and then... My ears pop really fucking hard, like oh. you're on an airplane. Oh, wow. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? That's scary. The <laughs> windows shatter in, Oh, and I'm just in a, a bath towel, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And here my parents run into the uh, the hallway, which is like the yeah. central area in that house at the time. Yeah. The house is not there anymore. Uh, and they're like, it's a tornado. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I run out there, and I'm sitting there in a bath towel <laughs> with, next to my parents, and I'm like... Well, Jason, you know what was your big goal in life to not die naked? Oh boy! And I was like, "Well, good luck, fuckface." Oh. And man. then the house shakes. I never see the roof come off like that. But then it goes away, and I look in like uh, in my parents' bedroom. The roof did completely come off. Damn. Uh, and then like you go outside. It was a brick house. You could see the entire frames had cracked in the brick house. Damn. I was like, "Holy so shit!" How soon after did you put pants on? Uh. Immediately, I actually oh, had to change. Okay. If I had underwear, I probably would have had to change it. <laughs> nice. But I remember I walked over like I was barefoot, so I had to walk over glass to find some pants to just put on. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, sorry for laughing. But ten years ago, yeah. it happened ten years ago. So now I'm just like, well, whatever. Parents of a nice new house. I didn't die. Yeah, there you go. So, so Twister, Twister brings back some bad memories. I gotcha. Yeah. Was it- do you know what category it was? Was was it an F five like in Twister? No, it was not an F five. I think it was like maybe an F two or F three kind of thing. Hard enough to blow the roof off, huh? Oh yeah. All right, back to Lost Boys. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna give this movie a a nine point five. Oh really? Yep. I love this movie. 
Is that higher than you gave it? Halloween Halloween four? one was a. It may be higher, actually. I give it a nine point five because yeah, if I'm being nitpicky, there are some nits to pick. Sure, as we do time to time. But this movie gets so much right. Yeah, I think it's casted beautifully. I mean, it's yeah, you know, Feldman's a little one note. He bro is not even a note. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not against the casting of Feldman. They could have told him to be like, hey, yeah, be your. Do your thing. That's kind of what drove me a little bit crazy, because he would have been perfect in this role, minus the gravelly voice that he's giving it the entire time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. But Jason Patrick... Kills it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, Corey Haim, great. Him and Jason Patrick have a good brother-brother relationship. Yeah. Chemistry. Um, Diane Wiest as Lucy, Mm -hmm. the mom. She's great. I like her in anything, actually. She just won an Academy Award before she got on this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. For, like, some... She's worked with Woody Allen a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Woody Allen movie that she won the Academy Award for, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Grandpa, he's funny. Oh, yeah. You know, you see him... If you saw him any more in the movie, it would be like, all right, fuck off, Grandpa. Yeah, we get it. You're a horny, creepy old guy. Yeah. But he's good. And, you know, of course, you got Chief Keef. And boys, <laughs> I like the I like their casting as well. You could expand it on the vampires a little bit more. The the crew, yeah, other than Kiefer, but yeah, no complaints there. Yeah, star, eh, you're not the star of the movie. Tell <laughs> you that. Also, little little monster kid, Laddie, he didn't need to be there. I was, Looks it weird was too. she was there to give Star was something it she else. Or he first off, it's a he. Yeah, okay. His name is Chance. Well, he looks weird. Yeah. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of there. It's like, why is this kid? Apparently, in the it was movie? there to give a star some sort of to ground her a little bit, some sort of motherly, yeah. thing. They're not brother or sister. They're just there. Joel Schumacher should have been like, "All right, look, Jason. <clears throat> First off, thanks for signing on to do the movie. You're very attractive, and I appreciate that. Yes, and he likes his pretty boys, of course. <laughs> but I don't think we're gonna go with." Uh, What's her name? Jamie? Jamie Gertz. Okay, Jamie Gertz. Yes. Jamie Gertz to go. (laughs) (laughs) She was also in Lesson Zero, which I hate that movie. I've never seen that. The book's great. I hate that movie. Ed Herman's good, too, as Max. He's fine. He was excited because it's the only time I've ever played a somewhat sexy character in any movie I've ever been in. Sexy? Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let you have that. Uh, <laughs> well, he certainly wasn't sexy and Richie Rich. So, other than that, um, it's a good good blend of comedy and there's some good horror elements. Yeah, could he up the horror a little bit? Yeah, really. This is show us a little bit of gore. Yeah, a little this more. Is very much a gateway entry horror movie. Yeah, you know, it's not too scary. It's really not scary at all. Mm-hmm. Just has some a couple of elements that kind of get you a little bit. But if you're looking your way to get into the horror genre, this would definitely be one of the movies I suggest first. Yes, and great atmosphere. I anytime I watch this movie, I get the same sort of feeling mm-hmm. like I'm in this world yeah. of the movie. Yeah, every time I watch it, I probably watch this at least once a year. Yeah, it's it looks amazing for yep. the most part. Like it really does look great. It's lit like really well, lit well, shot wells, good camera movements. Mm-hmm. 9.5, no regerts. No regerts. Other than Gertz. Jamie Gertz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with that. All right, well, that's fair. It's very fair. A lot, yeah. a lot of people hold this movie near and dear to their hearts. 
and for good reason. I yeah. really, really love this movie too. It's a fun movie. It really is. As and well. you know me about my fun horror movies. Hey, do you got anything else to add on The Lost Boys? Get it on out there. Okay, okay. I think we covered it pretty well. Okay. Uh, I can't think of a whole lot that we didn't touch on that, I, that we've been thinking about for the week. All right. Well, before we uh, wrap things up here, earlier today I put up a little questionnaire on Instagram saying, hey, if you got any questions or comments on the Lost Boys or anything, shoot them to us and we'll give them a read. Oh, so, yeah. here we go. Fox with a view ask, do you stay and watch the sexy saxophonist and his band's entire set? Uh, fuck yes, I do. I'll go to that concert every day of the week. Maybe. I stay, watch the entire set, and I buy tickets for the show tomorrow night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hey, fuck the CDC. I'm going to that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I'll get Corona for that show. Hopefully it's just 99 people, but not 100, like Roy Cooper says. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for the question. So, Phenomenal FKR asks, thoughts on the sequel that came out a while back? Never saw it. I actually tried to this week, uh, but I was like... There's two. Yeah. I tried to watch one of them. But the only way I could find it was like a rental on Amazon Prime. I was like, I'm yeah, not I ain't pay paying for that this. shit. Yeah, if I had to go into the Alamo sometimes, I was like, well, I'll pick it up for free. I but, might watch some YouTube clips, but yeah, I just had zero desire to watch it. I just, I just heard nothing good about it. Yeah, you're not gonna come close to capturing what this movie got right. I've heard some of the comics, the spinoff comics, are pretty good for this, but I've never mm-hmm. read any of those. This is one of those movies. If you gave it a a billion dollar budget. Yeah. You couldn't recreate the vibe of this movie if no. you fucking tried. It's right? when everything that's what's gets right. You know, yep. it's one of those movies where everything just comes together in a magical way and it just really works. The stars aligned, even the star shouldn't be in line. <laughs> but they're all there, baby. Yeah, it's it's very much lightning in a bottle for this movie. It's like a perfect uh recipe. You got mm-hmm. all the ingredients. They're all fucking there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I knew the sequel was gonna suck. Yeah. But I don't know. Can't say that uh, that it does, but I just that's the feeling I get. If you've seen it, tell us what you thought about it, because yeah. I really would like to hear. Yeah, shoot it to us. All right, uh, my girlfriend Alyssa asks: <laughs> After we're rich from reselling on eBay and can afford to produce a Spook House Productions film, okay, what's the plot of our horror movie? Ooh, first we gotta have a catchy title. That's the first thing. That's what sells the movie. The title. Could it be a reselling horror movie? Like a thrift store killer? That's a good one. Hey. Hey, I can't think of many movies that have done that. <sighs> there's, there's. I mean, I think like grocery stores thing, but not like a, a thrift store <clears throat> yeah. selling kind of thing. Ooh. There's a tagline with Goodwill in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I can't think Your of Goodwill it. just ran out. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> or uh, Goodwill hunting. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, your goodwill just ran out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And it would be what kind of gloves would he wear? Mm. Like kind of like special like thrift gloves. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. We're on to something there. We definitely are. But when we're rich and famous, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. All right. And the last one is kind of a three parter from right. our friend Emily. In Durham, shout out to Emily. Thank you for your support. Absolutely. And thanks to anybody still listening right now. We appreciate you. Absolutely. You know, all the shit going on in the world. It's it's good to know that you're taking a little break with us. Absolutely. All right. Emily's question slash comments are, one, if you could be one of the characters in The Lost Boys, 
Who would you choose to be? Michael, Star, Sam, Grandpa, David, Max, Nanook, etc. Chief Keith. Chief Keith? Chief Keith. Oh, for Well, let me think about that. Maybe Michael, but probably Chief Keith. Yeah, but would you want to be a vampire forever? The question's not who's the fucking coolest. Oh, yeah. But maybe I'll go, Michael. I'll, I'll go Michael. He's got some potential. I don't know. Sam likes comic books. I like comic books. No, there you I'll, go. Sam. I'm Sam because I'll just read his comic. His, dete- his Batman number 14. Oh, all yeah. right. I'll go with Sam. I hope he's got I mean, a, I'll go with Michael. I hope he's got that comic bagged and boarded. <laughs> That's a comic book reference for people out there that, that might know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you put it in cellophane and then you put a board back there to protect the comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I'll go Michael. Really? Yeah. You like the leather jacket, don't you? Strong jaw, good hair. <laughs> well, that hair is not quite as strong as it used to be these days. Pumps iron. Oh, <laughs> it's the hair. Yeah. He's doing some of the panels. He's, he's still buff, but he's I mean. jacked. Yeah. He'll give uh, Tim Capello a run for his money. You know, Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Jessica Roberts were about <laughs> to get married, okay? They called it all 14 uh-huh. days later. She's dating Jason Patrick. Oh. Yeah. They're still friends, though. Apparently, they are, yeah. yeah they saw, worked it out. Yeah, I saw them a lot of panels. It's just those two. Yeah, bros before hoes. <laughs> All right, question two. Would you go to a present-day Santa Cruz beach performance of I Still Believe with Tommy Capello? I would. He still looks as jacked as ever and has done this performance fairly recent within the past few years, apparently. Also, I would love to go to a free screening of the film that they do annually in the summer on the beach boardwalk. First off, I didn't know they do that. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of their cap off of the song where they show this movie oh. at the boardwalk. Ooh. Yeah. I, I want to go to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But to answer your question, hell yes, I'd go to that performance. Yeah. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I'd go right now. Mm-hmm. Damn, I want to go to that screening. That yeah, sounds but that's awesome. awesome. All right. Question three. Other than those two questions, I hope you two and your family and friends are doing okay in the midst of this corona apocalypse. We are currently in uh, so far so good yep and same to you emily and everybody listening yeah uh hope you're all safe out there and you know hey if you're quarantined give our uh past downloads uh listen <laughs> we've got plenty of content yeah there are I, ho- I hope everybody's internet's uh nice and caught up on the because that had sucked to be out without internet these days oh yeah you'd have to like fucking read yeah. Talk to people and go outside. I actually Sucks. picked up a couple of books before, just in case we get quarantined even, either, okay. even further. Well, your fiance is the manager of a bookstore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Should have the hookup. Somebody came to her store not too long ago. It was like, uh, do you have any books about any exorcisms? It's kind of an emergency. Oh, God. Wow. And that's all. She's like, uh, no. And he just like, walked out. I was like, I want to know the story of that. more. Yeah. <laughs> There's a plot of our spook house horror film. <laughs> yeah. Just write about that guy who needs a book about exorcism. And it's kind of an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for the questions, guys. We do appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, Jason. Well, you about ready to uh, get on out of here? Yeah. What are we, we're doing 30 days of night next week. Yeah. That'll be a good one. I hope it's a good one. Uh, it's going to be one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it's good. We will. It's a on Crackle of... for everybody out yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. It's on Crackle. We kind of apologize for not picking, apparently, any movies that are streaming somewhere. <laughs> I mean, Fright Night is on Crackle, but From the Dust Till Dawn two, yeah. and this wasn't streaming anywhere. I had to rent this off Amazon. Yeah, I had to pick up a copy from Alamo, but still, I had to drive and pick it up and get it. It's hard. Hard work podcasting these days. Yeah. Yep. 
so give 30 Days of Night a watch on Crackle. Mm-hmm. Crackle is free. You got to watch some ads with it, but... That's what we used to do back in the day. It's not... It's worth a download. Definitely is. Yeah. And they also have a pretty decent horror selection. They really up there. do. Friday Night's yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, every Friday the 13th. Still? Um, yeah. Oh, Amongst nice. other things as well. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. All right, Jason. Well, let's get on out of here. But until then, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spook House Podcast. Excellent.